What is going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Triple Threats Podcast. I can't believe we're already on episode five. And today, I have a very, very special guest with me, um, most recently seen in Tina Turner, the Broadway musical. We have Kayla Davion joining us today. How you doing, Kayla? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing well. You know, a little bored here and there, but I've been, <laughs> <laughs> I've been keeping myself busy. How have you been keeping yourself busy? Oh man, I feel like I'm I'm still doing stuff. I I am doing a lot of different auditions. I've been working on my own like business situation um, for Affirmed Quotes. Um, I've been doing little small gigs, singing. I got a mic now, so honestly, like <laughs> reading. We're like keeping busy over here. We're like, what can we do today? <laughs> yeah, you have you have like a lot of things on Instagram, like um, the Dream Girls. I saw that really cool stuff that you're that you're putting out there i love it yeah it's really fun and and you know i do think that like artists should get paid for mm. the work that we're doing but i also think it's a beautiful thing to be reminded of the passion that you have so i do like to just kind of do whatever i can in any kind of projects i can to like make sure that i remember what it is yeah yeah I'm, you know yeah. A lot of people are like um, are saying that the voice is our instrument, so um, you have to keep it up to par. And some people haven't during like the pandemic; they haven't been singing. But um, it's really good to see that you have been uh, keeping up with that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's talk a little bit about your past. You came from you were born in Chicago. Yes. Right. And then um, you grew up, went to high school, all in Chicago. Yeah. Well, I was in, so I say, I always say Chicago, but really it's like the South suburbs. So like right in the good old South suburbs is where I was. Um, always got to make sure I'm clear about that. Um, but yeah, I was, I went to school and everything in really the state of Illinois. Um, and then I didn't go, I went to college in Indiana, so not too far away, but still like a good enough time where it was like, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> so you weren't always into theater as a kid kid right you you joined the game um your senior year of high school yeah fairly late fairly late i was trying to get a record deal i used to write songs and stuff all the time so like that was my niche and then mm -hmm. like i was a part of a step team and stuff in high school but i didn't realize that theater was like a, a big thing until my senior year um, when I did Memphis the Musical. Um, if you guys have not seen it, please check it out because it's incredible. The music is beautiful. But it was my first time. I did it for like an all-state theater program, okay. which is like when you get students from around the state yep. to put on this one production. And it was the first time that I ever realized that an African-American woman could play the lead. So I was like, wow, that's big. Like, that's incredible. And I love to sing. So like, let me just try and see what this is. Um, and I did it and I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> I was like, I had no clue that we could all build this empire in a way together, right. um, which mm -hmm. was incredible. So I was like, I gotta go to school for this. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about that. So you went to college um, in Indiana, Indiana? Yeah, Indiana. In, in, yeah, in Indiana, you said. Um, so how was that college audition process like? What 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 was your plan going into college? Yeah, I. <laughs> so when I decided that theater was what I wanted to do, I was like, great. My mom agreed, and I was like, okay, what do we do now? Um, let me Google top ten colleges. Like, obviously, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I was like, that's clearly it. I originally planned on going to school for psychology and stuff. Okay. Um, so I was like, great. I looked on Google and it was like, you know, NYU, like the big, big school names. I was like, I don't know what any of this is, but great. Um, and then Ball State, which is the school that I ended up choosing, their packet came in the mail, like a welcome packet. And I looked down at the packet and something in my heart, like a light bulb went off and was like, this is where you're supposed to be. You know, I assumed that it was God at the time. Right. So I literally was like, okay, this is where I'm going. Yeah. And I didn't second guess it. I was just like, we have, we just got to go make the move and go. So I went and auditioned. I got in. And then honestly, my plan was just like, you have to learn everything. Cause you don't know anything. Like all you know is this, 
you know, community theater that you've been doing. Like you don't actually know the history of things and art, like acting techniques, like, so Audition techniques, like literally nothing. Like I came into college my first day with pink capris on and a white t-shirt, like ready. I was like, <laughs> First day of college, I'm grown, <laughs> my hair dyed, like, I was like, golden brown, here we go, like, we're about to play the game, you know? Uh, yeah. And I walked into acting class where they were wearing all black, and I said, <clears throat> <laughs> oh. <laughs> where Which, am I? I? Right, literally, where am I? And I, I think I read the syllabus wrong, because they had it on the syllabus, but I swore yeah. I read the syllabus, but somehow I missed the clothing part. So anyways, so but it was like that the like the whole week of like first classes, like I was getting basically embarrassed in all of these classes because it just truly looked like I was like ill prepared as if I didn't know what was going on. Which granted, not that I was ill prepared, but I definitely all of it was very new for me. So Okay. So it was you know, it was hard and a lot of people talked about me and um, I remember calling my mom being like, you know, what am I doing here? Like, I don't know why I signed up for this. And I can't even imagine how that felt being that you only joined theater your senior year. I mean, it shouldn't matter. But yeah. um, when you when you start to, you know, really get into the ins and outs of, you know, the theater world and like I said, audition techniques and everything like that, it, it could seem very, very confusing. So yeah. I can't even imagine how that felt being compared to the other people that were there that might have had experience in like yeah. camps and everything like that. Yeah, you know, so many people have trained for that moment for right. their lives. Like they have gotten coaching. They've, you know, they, they've been in theater since they were younger. Like a lot of these people are like, I've had dance training. I've had voice, voice lessons. I've had these things. And I'm like, I've had none of it. <laughs> so right. it was it was definitely terrifying. Um, and I remember my mom just being like, if you really want to do it, then you have to do it. Mm. Like, that's it. Like, there is not a there's not a tiptoeing around it. Like, if this was where you want to be, then be there and like do the work. And we prayed that I would like end up booking a Broadway job before I graduated college. And then that is exactly what happened. But it is also because like. Um, and I don't I don't like when people say like, oh, that's luck. Like, you must have been pretty lucky. No, not luck. I worked my butt off. You know, right. I, I came from literally nothing to, you know, being at the top of my class and being mm -hmm. the first person in my university to book a Broadway show out of college. Like that mm -hmm. is a major deal. And I'm like, but I put in to go and book two more. And then book two more. Yes. Right after Absolutely. that with, with original casts and record and making history on Broadway. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get into a little bit of that, but um, it, it's it I that's congratulations. That is that's something that you should be proud of. Thanks. Um, no problem. So you went uh you were in college and your senior year you started doing the the showcases and things like that. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, showcases. So for my, I feel like every college does it differently. My showcases for Ball State were they did a Chicago, New York, and LA showcase. Um, okay. But you have to audition for them. So it's not because it's not just musical theater who can be in the showcase. They do acting, musical theater, and dance majors can audition for this, um, which I think is beautiful. I was like, that's actually really cool. Did they do um, poetry in there as well or no? Uh, no, they didn't do poetry, not in the showcase, at least. Not okay. In the showcase. Um, do love a good poem, though. <laughs> <laughs> not in the showcase. But yeah, so we auditioned for it. We had um, maybe we had some time to like really like figure out what it is that we wanted to showcase. Um, mm -hmm. I ended up when I auditioned, I got into all three showcases, which was awesome. What, um, what song did you use or like? What song did I use? What song did I use? Uh, <laughs> in the actual showcase, I did, for Chicago showcase, I did Blues in the Night from Swing, um, which is a super jazzy song. And I was mm -hmm. just in the musical Swing. So that was my like 11 o'clock number song. So it was like, yeah, let's keep this song. It's actually great on you. Yeah. Um, and I did this comedic monologue um, from this group of monologues called the Diana Logs. Um, and then for New York, I kept the same monologue. And then I decided, and I remember, cause we had uh, Rachel Hoffman, BR. She was the person who uh, chose who was gonna be in New York Showcase. So she worked with okay. her. 
Like and I remember yeah. telling her, like, I don't want to do uh, super stereotypical black girl. Like I, right. and I was like, and that was what Blues in the Night and my comedic monologue was. I was like, I want to keep my comedic monologue because it is very me. But I also, I was like the song, like I love ballads. I want to do a ballad that means something that where you can feel my heart and my soul and not just a sassy number. Right. Um, and so I ended up actually doing, I think the movie is called Camp. Is it called Camp? I think it's called Camp. Camp. And um, it was a ballad that a young girl sung at the talent show there, which is called Here's Where I Stand. Is it um, is it Camp Rock or just Camp? No, just camp, not camp rock. Oh my god, I love camp rock. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like talent show ballad. I was like, oh, it might be camp rock. Oh my gosh, yes, camp rock. Um, <laughs> that's good. No, it, I I think the movie was called Camp, but it, it was this beautiful ballad called "Here's Where I Stand," which mm -hmm. basically the girl is like, "This is like." <laughs> Look, and that's gonna sound like Camp Rock. This is me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know, it was a song that's like accepting me as who I am. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm I'm standing right here and we like need to stand together on this. And it was beautiful. And I was like, yeah, this is the piece. And it's actually how I booked my agents. Like they so, live for it. Right. So the agents would come to the showcase and, you know, scout people. Yes. Um, for the, for, to become the, in their agency. And that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. They would come and have like a little sheet that they would, they would have like our headshots on one sheet. Then they would have another sheet where they could write their own notes mm -hmm. um, and like check if they wanted you to email them or call them for an interview or, and things like that. So I had, I got lined up with a, a lot of different agencies, thankfully to have meetings with agents and managers. Um, oh. And then I met my agents, Nicolosi and company, and I was just like, yeah, I mm -hmm. love, but I made sure that I will say that um, people always ask me like, you know, what kind of questions and stuff do you ask? Like, what do you talk about when you're in these rooms with the agents and stuff? And I mean, my thing is like, as much as I'm working for them, they are also working for me. So yeah when I am in rooms with agents, like what I made sure to do was to tell them like, I want to be very clear that like top tier Broadway and things like that are the goal. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But also I'm an individual who follows my heart. It's it, and I follow my intuition, which is what I've been doing, which is what's gotten me here. So I'm like, if something doesn't feel right, I will not choose it, you know, right. and I won't. And I was like, I will not choose fame over my own soul. Like right. I cannot, I will not. Um, and so I was like, I just need to make sure that whoever I choose to work with me understands that. And it's not trying to push me for the money. Cause I, yeah. I, I can't do that. Not about that life. Some people are. Yeah. I just believe in divine purpose. And I know that me getting into theater in the first place was very, um, it w was a wild experience. It was not expected. And also it was there for a reason. Like mm -hmm. I am legit touching lives right? and saving lives and inspiring people. people and inspiring. Right. And being able to speak my truth and mm -hmm. like, I can't go against that, mm -hmm. you know, cause then I won't be doing the work that I'm supposed to be doing. Definitely. Yeah. So when you got this agent, you, you, you were auditioning though. Yeah, right. I was auditioning. They they actually kind of freelanced with me for a little bit. So and you we, were you were still in college when you yeah, were I was still in college. I was still yeah. in New York at first. When I first met with them, I was in New York for maybe like a week, week and a half, and they had me going to so many auditions. Um, I was doing stuff for Lion King for I'd self tape for The Color Purple, I self tape for Hamilton. I did um, Ragtime uh, and these then terrible shows. So many incredible, I mean, just so many incredible shows. I was like, wow, incredible. I did Book of Mormon. I did a lot of different things, um, which I was like, wow, great. Thanks. Got mm -hmm. me a mom. Bless up. Uh, <laughs> and then Waitress actually ended up being a last minute audition right before I left. They were like, we want you to go. They want you to see the show. We can get you a, you know, a student rush ticket. And then right. they audition for the show before you leave. And I was like, okay. And I saw the show, which Sarah Bareilles was in at the time, playing the lead. So I was like, oh, my God, I get to watch Sarah Bareilles on stage. That's incredible. Um, 
And yeah, it was, it was great. It was incredible. And yeah. I mean, who, who was, um, who was your Dawn when you saw the show? Who was my Dawn? Caitlin, Caitlin Houlihan. Was it Kate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love her. And, yeah. and I'm so thankful. I was just texting her a couple weeks ago. I'm so thankful that I got to work with her. Truly. She's a gem. <laughs> right. a gem. All those people. I mean, Stephanie, Natasha, the whole cast All of, of waitresses. Incredible. And um, yeah. so when did you get the call that waitress wanted you to come to Broadway? Yeah, I, so I went back to school mm-hmm. and my, the, my agents, before I had signed with them, they, Nicolosi, they called me and they were like, Hey, like they want you to come back and do a final, a final callback in New York, um, during my finals week. And I was like, okay. Um, great. They were like, they want to know if you book the role, will you start the next day? Um, and I was like, no, <laughs> um, because one of those things that you knew what you wanted. Yeah, and I was about to graduate college. I'm like, I've made it this far. I want to walk across the stage and get my diploma. I was mm-hmm. going to be the first person in my family to graduate from college. So my education meant a lot to me. Right. Um, and I have been through so much in college as it was. So I was like, no, I need to finish this out, you know. And uh, they kind of were like, what? <laughs> I was like, not expecting that. No, like, I, I can't, you know. And I'm so, and this is what I mean by like, I love them so much because. Were they happy about that decision? Absolutely not. Did they stick with me? Yes, they did. Um, and so I was like, I'm gonna, I'll go to the callback though. So I went to the callback. I flew in on a Tuesday morning, literally <laughs> flew in, took a bus from the airport to the audition, did the audition. Who, who was in yeah. the audition room? The audition room, we had, we had everybody but Sarah. So, okay. oh no, actually, I don't know. If, was Diane Paula Sarah? I think Diane was there also. Yeah, so it was the director, the assistant director. We had a producer in the room. Mm-hmm. Literally everybody but Sarah at the time. Well, she was in the show, so. Grateful. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I really wanted her in the room, so that's okay. Because, <laughs> um, woo! <laughs> but, right. Nerve-wracking. Um, yeah, but I did the audition. We did a dance call, and then I went in and did my scenes for Don and did the song and whatnot. Um, and then I left i got back on the bus back to the airport literally hopped right back on the flight and came back then the next day on wednesday i was taking a final in the library and um my agents kept calling my phone i was like oh my god like i'm trying to take a test like y'all are trying to get me in trouble. like i'm in the library trying to take a test ignore ignore um and then i called them back like what's up like y'all call hello what's up um and they were like you know we just wanted to let you know that you um booked waitress and he's going broadway and, wow. I, and they were like and they are gonna wait for you to graduate college for you to start and i was like what was your reaction to that I literally was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're going to wait I, for me. That- I got off the phone, called my mom, and was just bawling. And my mm-hmm. mom was like, I told you you was going to book a Broadway show before you graduated college. We knew this guy. And then, like, just sobbing. And mm-hmm. I remember just the whole, my whole department, the joy that everyone felt for me. Um right. And I also, like, I think if anything, they understood where I came from and the struggles that I've had with being in college in general and the finances of college and and so much. I worked three jobs at one time. Like yeah. I was really trying to make this life. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were just, they were overjoyed for me. And they just were like, yeah, like at my college graduation, they let I like I was singing with the jazz band at the time who were who was at the school, but literally they had me sitting up there with the rest of the faculty. Like it was it was beautiful. I was like, this is support. Like this, right. they really support me. Um, yeah, it was insane. So yeah, so then you you graduated college and then you went right into rehearsals for the for the for waitress, or you had a little bit of a break. No, I pretty much went right in. I went, I think that weekend I went to our LA showcase. Um, 
because I did get into the LA showcase. So I went to our LA showcase um, and then I flew in to New York, I think on the night of the 15th of May. And then I started on the 16th of May in the morning. Wow. And what, what day was your Broadway debut? Like June? Ooh, my Broadway debut was, if I started on the 16th, no, because I, I had two weeks. It's two weeks, yeah. I went right on in that thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right on in that thing. They threw me right up in there. They said, two weeks, here you go. So I asked um, Jeremy Morse of the original Broadway cast of Waitress yeah. what the feeling was like when you heard Sarah's voice over the intercom going, the bring, bring, to shut off your cell phone. Like, what was your, what was the feeling throughout your body? Like, did you get nervous? Were you excited? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I was definitely, <laughs> I was definitely nervous. And off, and, and you're in the wings, so you're in basically complete darkness, like, right. to, you know. Um, and actually, th that's a lie. I start on stage behind Jenna. <laughs> oh, yeah. Handing her the bowl. I'm yep. the first thing that she gets. That happens. The red so bowl. So I'm like you know, just, <laughs> just mm -hmm. full on trying to breathe, like trying to breathe. I think it made me go like, I was super nervous, but I was also just like giddy. Like I was like, this is it. We've made it. This is it. This yeah. is it, Kayla. Let's do this. Um, yeah. Yeah. So were you able to go see the show a couple more times while you were in rehearsals or you yeah, did. they let no. me. So I was in rehearsals. I was in rehearsals almost all day, every day. Um, but there were certain days, multiple days, where we would do like the morning half would be rehearsal, and then you come in and watch the show at night, just oh. so that the blocking that they were teaching me. Because also in my rehearsal process, it was just me and uh, my dance captain at the time, Max Kamunga, yeah. and yeah. who is ah, I love him yeah. so much. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweetest soul on this earth. But Have you tried his, his his bread? No, and I was just when I said I was just staring at it this morning. Like I like go and watch all of his bread. Like <laughs> yo, like this is great. It looks so good. It's like just oh, he looks so good. And I told myself I was like, you need to buy this bread, especially because he comes to deliver it, and I want right. to see him. And mm -hmm. this is great. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, he was the only person. Uh, teaching me. So it was literally just me, him and a stage manager in the room. So they would have the stage managers like hold certain props for me so I could like run around and go get them. But right. for the most part, it really was just, it was like, you have to watch the show so that you can kind of put the pieces together. Cause we only had, I think I had two weeks of learning, but within the two weeks, the last week I did a dress rehearsal without costume with everyone for the mm -hmm. first time and also being there and not getting to like really like meet the cast meet the cast like i met them but i didn't get to be around them all the time you were working so like yeah so it was like i was trying to learn names i was trying to figure out who was who especially being on stage and it's like okay you gotta hand the ball to, to stephanie okay then you go over here and walk around molly okay like, i was like I'm like, Stephanie, uh, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when Max was, um, you know, working with you, he was in the show as well. Yeah, he was in the show as well. And he was he was the swing. Right. Um, so there would be there would be times where he would be like, ah, something happened. I have to go go in, you right. know. So it definitely was a lot of like you i'm we're helping you as much as we can but you also have to do your own work and like look at the show and like write stuff down and it know? was probably harder for you to learn the names because there was two mollies yes in, two mollies in in the in the class um molly hager molly job um but yeah that that's that's crazy so did you have you seen the movie waitress the yeah. original movie with like uh oh my god carrie russell that's yeah. the name, last name carrie I russell think yeah so um how much did you refer to that movie once you were in or did you just go straight from the broadway like base your role as both the understudy of dawn and an ensemble member on the broadway cast yeah i think i referred to the i don't think i really honestly i don't think i referred to the i mean movie it's, different. it's different but it's different it's very different yeah, yeah. it's very it's very different. different in my opinion and mm -hmm. and honestly i feel like i was more so 
looking at what they built and why mm. they built it. Um, it's actually very uh, different. There's choreography in one and there's not in the other. Yeah, exactly. So, and and that yeah. is exactly what I was about to say is because even the, the choreography that we did, like, was so it was so magical like and the, particular the because you had to make sure you had to make sure everything was running smoothly nothing fell off your hands yes. you were dealing with a lot like real food and yes and it was prop props galore like props all day every day the amount mm -hmm. of props that we had it was so everything was so specific to the tea um so it was it's hard to kind of like they just they built something entirely new and so I was like, let me focus on on what it is, on the beauty of the magic that they've kind of built within this thing. Because I feel like when you watch Waitress, you're like, wow, <laughs> like you're like the the scenery to the lights to just the way things move around. It's like, oh, this is all kind of like it feels like a dance almost yeah. the entire time, like a full a full dance. It runs through. It goes. Yeah. It just keeps going, and it tells this beautiful, beautiful story. If anybody has not seen or listened to waitress the musical it is it, oh, it's, gosh. it's crazy the soundtrack is it i still listen to the soundtrack today. oh yeah it's Me so too. Good. it's it's so good and then um you know there's little clips from broadway.com here and there so uh yeah check those out because those are those are really good um but so you understudied dawn how many times did you actually get to go on oh I went on a couple of times. I went on a lot, I feel like. But it didn't happen until like towards the middle end of when I right. was there. I was there for like a year. I think it probably happened. Because did Sarah leave for a little bit and that's when Stephanie filled her place? Yeah. Well, so Sarah left and then there was Betsy. Betsy Wolf. Betsy Wolf. So I worked with Betsy Wolf. Yes. Yes. Right. I worked with Betsy Wolf and then this is one from one of your Broadway care signings. Yeah. You right there. I think that's you, right? Yeah, that's me. That's rough. <laughs> I have to work on that signature, y'all. That one was not it. <laughs> you know, you're trying to write fast. You're like, oh. Right. And you're signing like a bunch of these. So, so many. So and many. Though. So when you were with Betsy, they would, it would probably be pretty cool to do some, to do the show with a lot of the original cast. Oh because. my gosh. It was so cool. It was so cool. I got to meet Drew Galing, which was incredible. Yeah. Like I, I He's a great I, guy. He's a great guy. And like just so everybody was so talented. And I feel like because I was also the youngest in the cast, besides the little Lulus, like coming in, I really mm -hmm. felt like they all took me in and were like showing me the ropes of life in a beautiful way. Right. Um, which I was very grateful for. Like I felt I felt like they loved me, you mm -hmm. know. Um, I would never yeah, I, I felt like they like they like really loved me, which was nice. Right. I feel like you could be in different shows and be like, ah, I hate my cast. I was like, right. no, like I I really love them. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. Um, but yeah, I got to work with Betsy Wolf, and then who did I work with after that? Cat McPhee. Oh wow. Um, I feel like I worked with pretty much all. Jason Raz. He was Doctor Pomander when you were there. Jason? Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 Jason. Uh, first of all, Jason left this for me. <laughs> <laughs> Jason was my homeboy. And my homeboy in the way that, like, you know, like, when celebrities come, a lot of people are always like, I'm trying to be best friends with him because they're a celebrity. You know, yeah. I was not that person. I was like, I'm going to give you your space. Give me my space. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know you like that. You don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> like, so For anybody who's listening right now, Kayla's <laughs> holding up a cutout cardboard of Jason Mraz. And just like, so I remember when Jason left, when it was his last day, we like all hung out and like um, hung out in the theater and we all were just mm -hmm. like drinking, having a good time, yeah. like everybody just hanging out. And which was something that the Waitress family did all the time. Like we would all hang out on, on the, the stairs. stairs. Such great that my people, such a great time. We love the stairs. We love the yeah. stairs. But I remember we him and I, we took some photos together and he was laughing because he was like, I'll never forget the face that you used to make when um when you would when you would see me. And I was like, What face is that? And then he was like, You look at me like this. <laughs> I said, 
you don't have to come for me. Okay. I looked at you like that because you got corny jokes at times. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do corny jokes. <laughs> so, but I love Jason so much. Yeah. And love I don't him. think anybody that um knew Jason before thought like his music and was a fan of his music. Um, like he could like belt, but there's some pretty, that's a Dr. Palmer is like a, a tough role. And I don't think anybody actually like, expected that. Maybe because he just like hasn't shown it, but he has, but like he hasn't. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, no, I totally get what you're trying to say. And I feel like I feel like if you and it also depends on like the music that you're producing. You know, like Jason mm -hmm. has incredible music. Um and uh to be within the industry, I do feel like sometimes you like stick to a certain niche that you have. So yeah. I think that this was great to see a different side of him. Definitely and to to get more of a sense of like his range and stuff. Um, he's right. incredible. I yeah, it was so good. Whoever they brought into the show, obviously, is incredible. There hasn't been one person I don't think that no. it wasn't. No. Um. So you were in the ensemble of waitress. Yeah. This is you. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who 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 are seeing this picture right now and singing the song that they sung. I'm singing it right now too. And it's it's a song that I feel like people really just kind of push to the side. If whoever if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Club Knocked Up. I feel like it's a song that a lot of people took as a joke, but when they see you guys performing it live, it's like funny. It's hilarious. But it's also like a uh, it's a good song. A lot of belting and so good. And also, if you guys, I'm telling you right now, one of the hardest songs in the show. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say because the the chords of There's the three women three are there's like dissonance chords in there, mm -hmm. like they they clash with each other the entire time that that the audience can't notice from just like in normal aspects looking. The way we would have to rehearse that song all of the time, like not to mention you're holding fake fake stomachs. Yeah, <laughs> and. And so you that uh, your character was the one who pulled off the thing of the uh, the gynecologist like table. Do you know what I mean? Did my character do that? I think so. Yeah, it was like a, it. a thing that you. It was like a you took it off. So like the model with of in the, oh, in the, in the, the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> model of the like urethra and stuff. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you ever forget that? That's just always something I've been curious about. I don't know. I never <laughs> forgot it, but I did always used to drop my rattle. Right. I, oh, yeah. I mean, they're tiny. They're small. Wait, let's see if they're if it, it's not here in this picture because that's no, the it's not room. in that picture. Yeah, no. rattle right on that floor and broke it. There was times that the rattle broke and all the little stuff on the inside was spinning around. Mm -hmm. that's like dangerous because like those are mm -hmm. they're, they're tiny i mean that that stage was probably dangerous because there's flour like i mentioned earlier the live food flour everywhere you know people are going like this with salt shakers and they're just salt oh, going yeah. people, fell. people fell a lot in that show <laughs> did you ever fall or get injured uh i don't think i ever fell in mm, yes i did fall yeah, <laughs> I have to really think about that at the end because you're like running around, open it up. You're running mm -hmm. around underneath them, behind them. With pies in your hand, trying to focus. Absolutely. So you don't drop the pie. Absolutely. Did surely fall for yeah, sure. I mean, I, I mean, I, I would fall. So um, <laughs> you made your Broadway debut in Waitress. And um, like I said, you were ensemble member and um, you understudied Dawn. Mm -hmm. And you made history as the first African-American woman to yeah. go on and play Dawn. I mean, that's pretty big, in my opinion. Uh, here's here's you as as Dawn with Stephanie Torrens and Natasha Yvette Williams, which powerhouse vocals power right there. House. <laughs> Between the three of you. I, I, uh, it's, I wish I was there for that performance. Because I could not have asked for two better leads to be on that show with. Like the way yeah. I was taken care of by Torrens and Natasha... <laughs> Forever great. Yeah. I mean, they're they're both incredible, and they 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 were with the show. I'm Stephanie was with the show since since the beginning, uh, beginning pre Broadway. Um, so that must have been really cool. So how did that feel? Were were people from your family there? Did were people 
Like, cause you were obviously inspiring all the, um, the theater fans that were there that was yeah. like, Oh, she looks like me, but she doesn't normally look like me in all the ads. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was, that we it was on the National Theater Day that day, which was so cool. Um, it was a dream come true. I'll never forget the, the call. Like I actually have a video of when, um, I found out that I was going on cause it was random. Like it was so random. And I was like, Oh my God, it's happening. It's finally happening. Um, my family was not there at the time because it was last minute and they don't live in New York, but, um, right. I did, I did have some of my best friends come, um, which was cool. It was so cool. It was so cool. I honestly was just like, I cannot believe that this is happening, but I also, you know how some people get very nervous. Yeah. I think I was at a, a point where in, I feel like in all of my shows, when it was time for me to finally go on, I had reached this point where it was like, I am ready. I'm like, here. I'm here. I've, I've really studied this. I'm ready for it. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's I mean, nice. I just really love the character of Don. Like I, I like her because it is the more like, timid side of me it's the more um intuitive side of me which was nice to bring out right. um and it was nice to not have to play into a uh an african-american stereotype mm -hmm. like nice to be able to just show that like black people you can do anything can do anything and these are roles that we actually are in real life as well like yeah. so it was cool it was super cool and i'll never forget like the different um, messages that I got on Instagram from little black girls who were mm -hmm. like, just like inspired. And I was like, yeah, this is why we do what we do right. for this reason. Yeah. Yeah. So leading up to the moment that you did make your debut as Dawn, did you, when you went out there and you were singing, you, you were probably not thinking about it then, but did you later go back and think back to your college days when you were singing those big ballads and then being able to sing when you, um, when he sees me on Broadway. Oh my gosh. Yes. And as the also, first black Dawn as the first black Dawn. And just like, just being like, this is really happening. And also because when he sees me is, <laughs> I really thought about Caitlin the entire time as well, because when he sees me is a, it is a lot. It's a big number and dancing, it's not a fucking bark. You have right. to move the entire time and people are throwing you like, and you're supposed to just like continue singing perfectly. Um, mm -hmm. So that was like, oh, this is, this is different from college days. This one is a yeah. little different. Like this is. This is a different ballad. <laughs> yeah. I really, I really got to roll with this one. Yeah. So I was like, Hmm. Okay. Here we go. Right. <laughs> um, and who was your Ogi? Was it Christopher Fitzgerald or? Yeah, it yeah. was. Who is a comedic genius? Yes. So it was also great to play alongside him because mm -hmm. I love great comedic well. timing. Yeah, and I love comedic timing. So being able to to play with him was like. And great. he is hilarious. No, truly, he's great. <laughs> And the second time I saw Waitress on Broadway, I saw him as Ogie. And I was like, whoa, I didn't even know that can happen with a character. Every time. He would get standing ovations like every night. He was so funny. Yeah. And, and, not. It, and not to mention the vocals that he that comes out of his mouth. Oh, because he sings down. That's that's what's actually crazy. It's like, I feel like when you meet him, you're like, oh, I've heard so much about you. You're this comedic genius. And then he mm -hmm. sings like, oh, you, <laughs> oh, you sing, sing. Oh, you can sing. Right. right. Different styles throughout the same song as well. Yes. Which I feel like is like, whoa. He's giving you technique for days. He's like, no, I can like switch this up the entire time. And right. you're like, he, like he is he is a person that you want to, well, really all of them, but he's a person that you want to like sit down and like take acting lessons from. You're like, mm -hmm. this is a master class. Write this down. <laughs> um, so you continued with Waitress, and at what point did you start, you know, auditioning for other Broadway shows? Did, was your contract? I was always with? auditioning for other shows. That's okay. the thing. That is the hard part about the hard part and the blessing about being in theater is that, like, even though you're in a show, you're mm -hmm. the hard part is is that you have to find the balance of being present and also like looking at things. Yeah, because you yeah. 
you never know when it's coming. You never know when your show is going to close. Um, so it's like always staying on top of your craft and what that means. And so I was always in auditions. Um, and then well, I left, I was there for like a year and like two months, uh, which is so wild because it didn't feel like I was there for that long. But that was the longest show that I had been in um, for an extended a long time. time. A long time. Yeah. And I left in July. I think I. Well, that you could have because the, when 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 you joined the cast of King Kong, unfortunately, that show it did it, it closed with you in the cast, close. right? No, I. So I booked Tina before King Kong. So I actually no, left I forgot King that Kong. Tina had like a whole thing before Broadway. Yeah. And I left King Kong before in July as well. I left both of my productions in July around the same time, actually. So when, when did you book King Kong? I booked King Kong and I left in July. So I think I booked it in, I think my final callback. Yeah. My final callback was in March. Okay. And I think I booked it in a, yeah, April sometime because I was actually on set doing a TV show. I was doing the good fight on CBS. Yep. Yeah. Right <laughs> so was that your first TV experience? Yeah, that was my debut. Mm -hmm. How was that? Incredible. I was a guest. I was a guest star, and I was like, "You could be a guest star as your debut. That's great." I had uh, two. I had three scenes. I said yeah. three. Wow. You had a lot of screen time. <laughs> That's why I had lines. I was like, "Whoa, this is not a one hitter quitter. I got lines in here. This is an arc." Right. Um, so it was so cool. That must have been so different having, um, you know, a bunch of cameras in instead of people in front of you. Yes, right, yeah, right here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right here. And I was like. <laughs> I mean, you can go on stage with like a scratch on your face and nobody will see it. But TV is, you're right there. And you also yeah. have, being coming from theater, TV is so different because you're so used to like basically screaming every night. Yes. And this and one. You, it's such, and that's good that you that you notice and recognize that because auditioning for TV when you're a theater person is can be extremely difficult too if you don't understand that there is a huge difference and we can't like project and do all of these things Especially like especially when you have to be emotional. Yes, there's a real technique to um, to TV that is actually very different from stage acting. Mm -hmm. um, so being on the set was like, I, first of all, I was there with Audrey McDonald. I saw her in person and was like, <laughs> All right. Um, is, that, is, is she somebody that you looked up to coming up like since you started theater? Like, was because she's done a wide variety of roles, she's obviously great. So, was that somebody that you looked up to and like being there in the room with them was like, Oh my god, it was incredible. I absolutely looked up to her. I've mm -hmm. Totally looked up to Audra. I was like, she's always like, she is in the center of her art at all times. And it was great to watch her do her work. It was incredible to watch her. Um, but yeah, doing those scenes where like on TV was so different because they like set the markers up and you do like a rehearsal take, you figure out where they want you to hit. You have to hit certain spots. You're like, okay, this is like the same, but like you need to hit this tape and look, you, your head has to turn a specific way. Like it also, is you're not, you're not incorporating choreography into the, the, the show. So it's like, usually when you're in a musical, you're like, Oh, this line comes before this song, or this line becomes before I do this this dance move. I have to sing this before I do that, and it's the same thing with like a stage play. Yeah, you don't have you have to pay attention to lines. Yes, to know your cue. Yes, so it's not like where you can hear a melody start and be like, oh, this is when I do this, or this is when right. I do that. You got to pay attention. You got to be listening, listening. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's good. And then like the director, there was one scene where. Um, he wanted me to like basically like get teary eyed. And then that's also a thing because you don't have an arc of like going through the show and actually feeling it out. Like this is like, this is the scene that we gave you for today. Learn these mm -hmm. lines. We need you to cry uh, by this word. You're like, ah, okay. You gotta me, do it. Oh, let me figure it out. Yeah. And, and in theater, you can, you can show bigger expressions, but you're so close to the camera that they actually have to see your tears water. Yes. Like during I, she used to be mine and waitress and uh, like 
you don't have to cry. Everybody ends up crying anyways. Everybody ends up crying anyways. But um, you don't really have to show the tears, even though there's yeah, tears are being shown. But in, in TV, it's different. It's so different. And you have, and with musicals, you have the music to like push that mm -hmm. along. So even if the Jenna doesn't cry, you have this background music that is, that is a lullaby that is a, you know, that gives you s vibrations that feel sad versus when you're literally just ling lingering onto words, like it, you, they all have to land a specific way. You know? And then even the scene following that rather than a commercial break or something, even yeah. the scene following, you know, for example, she used to be mine where, she just goes, I don't want to give too much away, but she just, she goes through this very out of body experience, I feel like. And so yeah. it even gets you even more emotional to where on TV you get all emotional and then there's a, an ad for like Cheerios or something <laughs> that, that like you get distracted, but that, so it's very different and it's, you, you're lucky enough to, you know, been able to work both, you know, yeah. get, get work yourself up work so hard in order to be both on television and in the theater yeah which is um very and you're still so young so like you still have so much time yeah so which and makes that's me so excited i'm like if i if i have which this pandemic has been interesting because i've been able mm -hmm. to like really like sit with and like actually take in finally a moment because I've been going, going, going since college, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's, it's been a time for me to finally like sit and understand just how much I've done. Right. And I'm like, this is crazy. So like- Not many people do it. Not many people do it, exactly. And I'm like, this makes me very excited for um, my future. I'm just like, yeah, I have, I have so much more to go. Like mm -hmm. that's great to think about. Right, so- after the TV show you did, you were in the original cast of King Kong. Yeah. On Broadway. Open oh. up. Open up. Um, you were in the ensemble and understudied Anne Darrow. 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 Everybody always says Darrow, too. Yeah. No, I think it's the double R. That, yeah, it's the double R. <laughs> it's not? No, no, no. It is a double R. Oh, it is a double R, right? I was like... <laughs> so... How was it? <laughs> how was it? So this is this is this is uh Kayla looking very very dramatic. Right before to, I left King Kong, sad. <laughs> out, out to nobody. Um, <laughs> and then we see him in the back over there. So how was it working with a giant puppet? It was wild, like. Right. Because there's so many things that you have to build around the puppet that, like, you have to make sure everything's perfect. Like, another thing with Waitress, with the food, you have to make sure everything's perfect. With the puppet, you can't trip a wire because then no. the whole show goes down. And, and there has been people on stage working him the entire right. time. And, and there like, was times where the where King Kong would not go up. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that on, like, Broadway.com. Like, King Kong did not go up in today's performance, and there was, like, a 20-minute delay or something. Oh, so, my gosh. Ugh. It Tell was me. it was wild, but it worth it, but so worth it because he is like over two thousand pounds, but doesn't feel like that. Like he that feels scary. Like, oh yeah, but when and he's huge. Like when we all met him for the first time, we were like, right, he's a character. <laughs> show. Head, neck, all the way crooked up. You're like, ow, you know. Uh -huh. He's so tall. He's like 20, 20 feet tall. He this tall when he stands up, like giant, full right. giant. Like the but what we could so still make motions through these scenes, like the car scene, like that when he's yes. running through the streets and stuff. And it's crazy how the way they produced the show, they made it look so believable. Oh my gosh! Yeah, still with a giant puppet. The animatronics in his face is mm -hmm. like wild. Like the fact that he can blink his eyes and now, move his mouth, like in, his eyebrows. All in this picture, he looks like he's showing an expression, but that it's not. It's just. The way the, the 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 sculpture of the face is yes, it's, so it's it's incredible. They did they did an awesome job building yeah. Kong. Like they did an awesome job. He is he feels like you're talking, even though you're talking to a giant. Especially the way that we had um, uh, and people playing Kong talk like it right. it felt like you were talking to a human. People consider this show a flop. 
I know, which is so interesting to me. Um, I do think that like, you know, when we see certain shows, we're always like, yeah, the writing could have been better in this place. Yeah, we could have changed this. But overall, like, this show is hard. It is yeah. one of the hardest shows. I'm always like, once you do King Kong, you can do anything after that, quite frankly. It is that, and, it's that hard. You did. And um, it, right. So <laughs> after you, so you left King Kong to yeah. go with Tina the Musical. Tina, yes. This show, man. Fun fact, my first audition for Tina the Musical was on the day of our King Kong opening. So I literally went Oh, so you were still auditioning. You were like, I, I... Into opening night. Right. Which we did a dance call for Tina. And if you know the dancing at Tina and then you <sighs> know the dancing at King Kong, my body was kaput. Right. Because you're yeah. doing all these different... Dun, dun, I can't, like, it's just... It hurts. It's crazy. <laughs> it hurts. Ugh. So you booked Tina, the musical. How was that? Was Tina Turner in the audition room? No, just the director. No, no she wasn't in the audition room. Uh, she's one of the producers on the show, like, um, uh, but she was not in the audition room. No, I had. I actually was in the audition room with our director, Phila Deloyd. Okay. Um, I got to be in there with Katori Hall at one point. I did like. I think I had like seven, seven callbacks or something mm -hmm. in total. So it was so oh. it was a lot of auditioning. A it's long a big time. show. It's a big show, and it was a long time. And I had um, separate like music uh, session auditions where I would just be going over uh, River Deep Mountain High and stuff, mm -hmm. so they could hear me and we talk. Yeah, big songs, and songs we talk. That people about know. Uh, yes, so you like you need to like know them like for real in your heart, mind, soul, and you need to know the words. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I went through so many auditions. I think everybody was pretty much in my audition. Yeah, the whole team actually, which was cool. Now that I think about it, they were all there. Corey, yeah, for everybody. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. And people have standards for these songs. Oh, uh, yes, and especially coming from. Uh, watching and hearing about Adrian Warren, who is the original Tina, mm -hmm. who has now created this new standard off of the standard of Tina that is so yeah. ridiculously incredible. You know, you mm -hmm. are trying to figure out for myself, like, okay, how do I take what this legend taught? How do I take what this new legend who's coming into this business is teaching? And how right. to find my personal self in and that, this. that must be so difficult because people when people go see other musicals they're like oh this was good the music was good obviously they're going into tina knowing the music is good yeah. now what they're really judging is how good the person playing tina is and even everybody else yeah so that must have been really really difficult you know yeah but i i think that you know for me i came from a background of gospel music um, so before theater, before like singing R and B and stuff like that, God, my dad's a pastor. I grew up in the church singing. So scrolling, right. like belting this rock style, this type of singing is what I grew up with. So when I yeah. got to Tina, I was ecstatic because I was like, first of all, I get to learn about this incredible fearless woman. And not only that, but I get to like sing the style that I have always known, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I was more so like, I'm excited. And I love the the producers and the director and stuff because our director um, and our music director used to say like, we don't want you to imitate Tina. Like you don't need to mimic Tina. That's not right. what we're looking for. We're looking for you to embody the spirit, um, the the presence of, of who she was. And mm -hmm. I'm like, that's also just great to know because it means that I don't have to be exactly like you all. Like I need to just understand the why. You know, right. Tina was such a big role that there were so there were so many. There was a whole schedule that yeah. Adrian wouldn't be on as Tina because anybody who hasn't seen the show, it's it, it, you need a break. Yeah. You need a break. <laughs> because you need a break. Because <laughs> I when I so Tina was the last show that I saw on Broadway since Broadway shut down February 27th. That was the last show that I saw was Tina on Broadway. And we, it wasn't, a, it wasn't planned at all. We, I, I 
I entered the lottery like I, I do for most shows. And it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. I was at theater rehearsal. Um, I was rehearsing for guys and dolls with my high school. And we, we got the message. Oh, you know, you won the lottery, whatever. And then we just went and we were like, we, we are going to come see this again, but like get like better seats. You know, our seats were great, but we, we saw Tina, uh, we saw like Tina, the character of Tina was on the stage all times. I don't feel like there was any point at all that she was off stage. Oh my gosh. No. At all. No. Quick change and that's it. You right back on. Right. And it's an emotional show. Yes. It's very emotional. And um Your I did I did songs. <laughs> yeah. I saw the show. Um I don't want to butcher the name, her name. I don't want to butcher her name. I'm gonna try to say it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh -oh. So she was she was my Tina when I saw the show, and um, she's incredible. Yeah. She's good. She is. And you were Iket. Mm-hmm. You were an Iket um, at the time that I went to go see the show, and they stand out as well because they're just like um, Club Knocked Up. They're doing all the all the vocals in the back over there. So much. <laughs> so. So much. I love being so, an Iket. Yeah. Iket. So here's this is you as Tina. Yeah. So you got the big hair. Everything's rocking there. This is also you there. So. How did that feel being able to step into that those shoes? Oh my gosh. Breathtaking. Like such a role. Such a role. I I think it allowed me to really understand the um I've always been like a, a very like strong opinionated person, but like I think that this mm -hmm. allowed me to step into a different side of what it means to be fearless. Um, and honestly, what it means to be a rock star. Like, I was like, oh, Tina lives. Like, she really, like, she became fearless throughout her entire journey. Like, yeah. you have no choice but to push through. You know, when you, like, believe in yourself that much, and when you believe that you, um, that you that you belong in this world, that you matter to this world, like you have no choice but to push through. And so being mm -hmm. in that role reminded me just like how much it was like, no, you're gonna get through this. You're gonna get through this life. You're gonna get through this journey. You're gonna get through this season and you will end up on top. Um, and, and again, like, I don't think Tina did any of it necessarily for the fame. She, she did it because she's like, this is, this is my passion. This is what I love. This is a different uh, entity of me that I didn't notice. So now that it's here, I'm not letting it go. Right. Um, which is just, yeah, being in that role, I feel like you transform. And when you come out of that role, like you have no choice but to kind of be like, let me see how I can apply this to my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> legit. Seeing how strong the character is and everything that, you know, Tina's life and what she went through. And then to actually see her still still standing and you know dancing now it's incredible yeah How and that? smiling the joy that exudes from her is like wow like you are you've been through so much and yet you still stand here and just are like my goal is to like give joy to be joy i'm like wow you're and it's not like it's it's a uh there's a new hbo max documentary coming out about tina and in the documentary in the in like the in the trailer of it she was like she she was saying um i didn't get i didn't want to get any money i didn't want to get a house i just had my name yeah and that was like whoa and and you can really you can tell both in the broader production and her own life um as well that uh yeah she so were you intimidated when you know Tina Turner was in the audience and you were performing a show about her? 
<laughs> not intimidated, but uh, definitely, uh, definitely nervous. Definitely nervous. Mm -hmm. I was like, she could either come up and like hate this, <laughs> or she could be like really proud of us. Like it's gonna go right. one way or the other, you know. Um, mm -hmm. We just wanted to make her proud. Definitely not intimidated because mm -hmm. I felt like. Um, well, was she there throughout the the first like rehearsal process and everything? Was she there at all, or did, is the first no, time that no, you guys saw her? The first time was that we met her was on opening night. Literally, oh, so on yeah. Opening night. yeah, so that's, like, that's what I say. I'd be terrified. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It definitely was nerve wracking. I think it probably oh. would have been even more nerve wracking if we had seen her before we started the show and then started the show. So at least it was that idea that like. I know that you're out there, but like, I can secretly sort of kind of not know that you're out there right now. Because right. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know? I, I don't know you yet. Then it was like, hey. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty incredible. So then you were in, you were in Tina, you were performing and then, you know, you have your last show and then the, all of a sudden the next day, you know, you get the the message that, Today at five o'clock, Broadway will go dark. Broadway will shut down. Where were you in that moment? Uh, where I think I was at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at home. Preparing. I was in the room, right? You getting ready to go to the show. Right, getting ready. <laughs> getting ready to go. Yeah. I said I mean, that it was like, oh, okay. And I think we all. I think none of us expected it to be. No, and I think there was a sense of being not overjoyed, but being joyed that there was a break. Yeah. You know? absolutely. I mean, kids were like, oh, we have no school for two weeks. And you were like, oh, I finally, I can take, whoa, I can take yeah. a break. And I had just got done going on for Tina all of the, I was on uh, pretty much every week at the, by that point. So it was like, oh. So were, I, you the last, were you the last Tina to perform on Broadway? No, Since no, the pandemic no. Them? No, no, no. I definitely was not the last. I think no? it was Adrian the last. I feel like Adrian was the last. You know what? Yeah. So when I saw the show, she was on vacation. She was, and it was right. It was when COVID was around, but like it wasn't. And we knew, we knew about it. It was like risky going into the city, but like it wasn't. Yeah. She had just gotten back off of vacation. Yeah. yeah so then I saw the show February 27th and then you guys had the Monday matinee off. And then she came in. Wait. Yeah. And then she came in after vacation. Um, so yeah. Man, that's that's crazy. It's wild. It's very wild. Especially I mean, that we, like, yes, break. <laughs> yeah. Especially that we just came up on a year of it and it's like, oh wow. I know. This is kind of crazy. I know. I, I yeah, I definitely it, it's so wild. We and we're all so close, so we talk all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and we're always talking about just like, wow, it's really been, it's really been a year. It's been a yeah. year, a whole year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And we're all just kind of waiting. When is. Right. Cause we don't know. And everybody's always asking us, do we know? And I, we don't know. No, we have nobody no, knows. We have no clue. So. Right. But. The world seems to be letting up a little bit right now, but we'll see. Yeah. You know. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, they're having the New York pop-ups. They're having the, the the little performances in the middle of the city, and everything like that. That was that was that was nice to see. Wish I could have been there, but um, yeah. So the show is incredible. Anybody who hasn't checked out Teeny yet, when Broadway opens back up, go see it because it'll be it'll be there for a while. I know it will because of how good of a show it is. The cast you have, Kayla, you have. Um, Adrienne, you have Daniel, you have Don Lewis, you have so many good people yeah. in the cast that it's just, I can't even explain it. It's it takes my, spirits. yeah, it, it takes, <laughs> it takes my breath away. Um, but anything that you have upcoming, like during the pandemic, I know you, you're a host of your own, not your own, but like, it's a series of, of, of a, I don't know if it's a podcast or it's just a talk show. Yeah. The, the it happened every Friday. That's a lie. That's not every Friday. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, I did. That's Women of Color on Broadway, where I got to interview yeah. Melba Moore. Yes, tune in to Women of Color on Broadway because they are doing really great things, honestly and truly. Now, are, um, they, are they on YouTube? Because I feel like only yours is on YouTube. I don't know. They should be on YouTube. But see, I don't know how many, because they, they have different people who interview right. uh, different people. So I, they should be on YouTube, but I'm actually not sure about that. That's a really great question. And... But, um, Go but ahead. yeah, I'm doing my own. I'm doing another thing right now where um, if you guys look up like restart the restart America campaign, I'm with mm. this organization right now where we are doing different podcasts, right? Yeah. Via StreamYard and stuff. And so I am hosting a new show now that happens at the end of each month on the last Friday of the month. It's called Get Back to the Arts Broadway Edition. So you get to basically meet all of the different artists um, in our community and kind of get a feel for the stuff that they're doing right now. Um, right. So tune into that, y'all. And also follow my Instagram follow page. Follow the Instagram page and the the quote Instagram page as well. Yeah. To see those things pop up on your feed, it's like. I love the page. Please follow the Instagram, the uh, quote page. It will. Yes. Thank Everything you. will be linked below down in the description. So definitely, definitely, definitely check it out. But I just wanted to thank you for coming on. I, this was a great, great episode. Thanks for having me. No problem. It was such an honor to have you on. And again, everything is linked um, below. So everybody go check that out. But um, <laughs> yeah, we can't wait to see you and everybody else when Broadway comes back. I know I'll, me and my mom will be sitting right there, right back <laughs> at the show. I have a funny story, actually. What? Let, what? Me, let me find this. I got you mistaken with somebody else in the cast. Who? I did. I was really embarrassed about it. Um, let me try to find her name. Leandra? <gasps> oh, my God. Everybody gets this mistaken because our eyes are pretty similar. Like, we, her mom, when her mom came and saw the show, she thought that I was her for a second. <laughs> it is funny. I have... I I like I collect the playbills obviously, yeah. And I have um your playbill from when you made your Broadway debut in Waitress, and I was like, oh my god, can you sign my Waitress playbill? And we were I was talking to her like she was you, and then she was like, <laughs> and then she was like, oh yeah, sorry, she's but she she'll be here soon. <laughs> and it was it was so cold, and I felt so bad for keeping her up. Um, but I. I just, that's something I remember so vividly and it was, it was funny, but yeah, this is such a great show. So thank you again. It was, it's been an honor to talk to you and um, everybody check her out, support her, um, go check her out her Instagram and just do me a favor and watch the dream girls video. Um, that's, that's just wow. And then the quote page and everything else like that. So thank you, Kayla. And thank you everybody for tuning in today. Don't forget to watch our, um, listen to our podcast over on Apple Music, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to your podcast. So we'll see you guys next week with a brand new episode. Thank you guys. Bye.